going on, guys and gals? My name is Chris Tondevold, and this is Ambition Radio. This is a podcast where we try to find people that have found that balance between their life, family, career, and the pursuit of their passions, dreams, or hobbies. This week, we have Alec Berry of Rocksplosion. Alec is a staple of the DC music scene as a prolific photographer. I am pretty sure he has photographed every active band in the DC area. Alec has recently moved to putting on his own shows, which you can catch this Saturday, August 17th, at the Pie Shop DC featuring Jenny Hayes Techno, North by North, and The Escape Artist. It's a really great conversation and I hope you enjoy it. We talk about how Alec got into photography and how his connections in the music scene helped him launch his concert booking. We also talk about his approach to booking shows and the best advice he can give folks trying to enter the photography game. I'll have all the links to all the stuff in the show notes. Side note, the audio on this one isn't super great. We recorded it at Alex's place. Sounds like there was a fan in the background. I did my best to get rid of the white noise that you hear underneath the conversation. Please be aware of that. Uh, there was a little bit of work that went into it. Unfortunately, it's not super great. Hopefully, the conversation makes up for it. As always, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts, follow me on Spotify, and subscribe on Google Play or however you get your podcast. Thank you guys for everything. Here's the show. Enjoy. What always boggled my mind for you, because I've known you for a while. Five years, probably. Yeah, yeah. That's what Easily. I was just thinking about, Easily. right? Yeah. So you go multiple shows in one night sometimes. Usually just, I go to one show a night, but yes, there are there are there are moments. But also like multiple shows during the week yes which always blew my mind because i didn't know how much how you could actually function to do that because as a if you're not getting paid for it i don't understand why people would go out to it outside of the love of it right that's usually how it works but it always like it i always had major respect for you because you were going multiple shows in a week sometimes multiple shows in one night and you're never seem to lose energy well, um, things have changed considerably for me <laughs> in the past two years. Um, I have a, an, a, a grown-up job now mm-hmm. um, where I work night shifts. So I work night shifts Sunday night through Thursday mornings. Um, I can go out Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday night. Um, but it has significantly curtailed my ability to go out on, let's say, a Tuesday night. Sure. Um, however... Um, I am very, very lucky in that um, my job uh, does provide me with uh, some degree of flexibility. Um, I have a lot of vacation time, and I'm allowed to take the vacation time in two-hour increments. Oh, that's nice. So it is a Sunday night as we are speaking right now, or Sunday afternoon. Um, I am going into work two hours late tonight, uh, which will give me the ability to go to the pie shop in D.C. Um, I'm going to see the better part of... uh, uh, of the show, I'm going to have to leave a little on the mm-hmm. early side, uh, but as long as I can get home, um, uh, shower, walk my dog, and get to work by midnight, I should be okay. That's crazy. And then for you too, I mean, being on night shifts, that's probably better for you anyway to go to the shows, right? So your body's kind of adjusted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I my previous job I worked at home. Okay. Um, and it was you know not unusual for me to start work at roughly the crack of noon, um, work until four or five o'clock in the afternoon, uh, go out to a show, get back at one or two in the morning, and then continue doing work. 
um, and send emails to my colleagues, um, and they would get at two or three o'clock in the morning, or five or six in the morning. Um, and you know, if you're getting an email from one of your colleagues at six in the morning, you do not expect that colleague to be available at eight in the morning. Right. Usually, usually. Right. <laughs> um, and that ended up working very well because my old job, as well as my current job, um, uh, the companies have a lot of foreign customers, um, Asia, okay. Europe, Africa. And um, at my current job, I handle an awful lot of our European and uh, Asian and African customers. So um, that's their normal, you know, business hours. Right. Are at the same time that I happen to be, you know, it's our night, but there I am on, you know, on call. I'm not on call. I'm in the office. And that's the other thing. I used to work from home. Uh, now I work in an office. Um, the office is not very far from my house. Uh, it's only about seven minutes away, so not not horrible. Um, I have a forty-minute commute at least, and it's thirty-six miles. Yeah, to yeah, go that, down um, I've I've done the commuting before. I had a job working um, as a programmer for a company, a fairly large company in DC, uh-huh. and I did the. Uh, this was before the metro came all the way out to Reston, um, so I would um, drive or take a, a local bus to the um, bus stop, the main bus stop on Wheelie Avenue in Reston, take a bus to West Falls Church, and take the metro to Farragut West in D.C., and then the reverse of that. That, that sounds um, so like... So I'm, I'm, I'm quite familiar with commuting. Um, I uh, very much do not want to do so. Right. Um, and I am driving into D.C. fairly often, so I, I, I'm getting my driving skills... Uh, you know, my driving skills are maintained. Right. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Nobody needs to worry that I'm not getting enough driving. Um, and it's also, uh, w- when I work, um, I usually have only one colleague working with me. Um, I'm, I volunteer to be permanent night shift. Okay. So I, every three months, there's a, a different colleague that rotates in on the night shift. Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, but still, my entire 10-hour shift is interacting with one person face to face and then whoever might have an emergency of our customers and dealing with, 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 with that. Um, so really to, to maintain sanity, um, going out and going to a concert, um, I, I'm, I'm getting my people interaction. You're really going, yeah, you're really going from like zero to 60. Exactly. Exactly. And in, in a span of a couple hours sometimes and right. Yep. Or 60 exactly. to zero. Right. Uh, that's, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, when, when you work in a, when you work in an environment with lots of other people, you're getting that human interaction all the time. Or if you're commuting, I mean, yeah. one, one of the things I actually enjoyed about commuting into DC was being on the, the public transportation system, which I'm, I, I'm always fascinated with public transportation, and uh, uh, people whine about the metro system all the time. But the fact of the matter is, it's getting millions of people in and out of the city, right? Um, and it it works to the degree that millions of people are getting in and out of the city and not using cars. So um, I've found that fascinating, and just being around people, and then once I'm in D.C., you know, going to lunch uh, with thousands of other people and, um, you know, or staying in DC and going to dinner with thousands of other people. Um, I got to do that. Um, the job I've got now, I, I get very little human interaction face to face. So, uh, and it's 
with the same person for three months. Um, so going out um, in, in, into DC or Frederick, I was in Frederick, Maryland last night, um, and seeing bands that I know and love, uh, I know I'm gonna be running into other fans that I see all the time mm-hmm. also. Um, so it, it keeps me sane. So how did you get into going to as many shows as you do now? Like, was it something that you were doing as a kid too? Um, it started, well, it, it goes even back in college. I went to Virginia Tech and um, I think most of the local bands at that time knew me because I loved going to see live music. So okay. I would go to shows wherever I possibly could. If it's in a fraternity basement or if it's in a, in a, in a bar somewhere or, uh, or what have you, um, I, I love to go and see music. When I got out of college and uh, moved to Reston, you know, I, I'm from Reston originally, so I moved back to Reston. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of friends, both from college and from high school, that were in bands. Um, so I would go out to see, I, I guess I got kind of lucky in a way, um, I was going to shows that friends of mine were the performers at the old 930 Club, at the old Black Cat, um, at the Insect Factory, at the Bayou, um, all of these old, cl- you know, DC Space, all of these old clubs that don't exist anymore. I was going to see my friends' bands play and meet all of these other people. Um, and then the bands break up, and then there's another band. And so I go to see them, and I see all of the bands that are performing the same night sure. that they are. And, uh, oh, I really like that band. When's the next time you're playing? Uh, and, of course, back then it was all handbills that people were handing out to people. Uh, then then you had MySpace. Uh, and now we've got, um, well, we've got everything now. Right. Uh, um, well, do you remember your first show and what kind of hooked you to live music? Um, well, I mean, the first, the first live music concert I ever went to, um, I was about, um, seven or eight years old, uh, and my parents took me to go see Pete Seeger and Arlo Guthrie at Wolf Trap. Wow. Uh, and that, that was, uh, that was entertaining. Um, I remember my sister and I wondering what that burning smell was. Why is somebody burning (laughs) something? And my parents not wanting, you know, not wanting to have the little kids that were embarrassing everybody, uh, said, "We'll we'll talk about that later." Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but I remember, I I do remember that the first uh, again, just in college, people on my hall in my um, uh, in, in the dorm that I was in had guitars with them, you know, and and would say, "Hey, we're you know we formed a band and we're going to be playing at this spot. Come on out." Mm-hmm. So really, it, it got started in college. Okay. Um, and then after college, like I said, I, I just started going to see shows all the time. And then in 2002, I got a camera. Mm. Um, it was not a very good camera. Um, so later, a couple of years later, I got a better camera. And that camera still was not very good. But it, it worked. Um, and then... Um, I got a much, much, much better camera in 2012. Well, what made you get a camera to begin with? Somebody else had one. <laughs> and, and, and I saw, I saw the, what they were doing, and I saw okay. how... Uh, before that, uh, in the 1990s, mm-hmm. um, I used to take trips to New York City um, 
for no reason. My my family is from New York City. Okay. I would go to New York City. I would get a hotel in Manhattan, having no plans whatsoever, just to be in New York City. And I would get one of those disposable, uh, like Kodak cameras, and I would take a bunch of photos. And you know, most of the time, the photos were completely useless. Throw Nobody away. wants to see those photos. Right. Uh, but I was experimenting, and it was inexpensive. Um, and then in um, um, I took a, a trip up there in September of 2001 um, and was hanging out with my cousin, um, and we took a circle cruise around Manhattan. And I snapped a whole bunch of pictures. And if you're taking a circle cruise around Manhattan in September of 2001, most of the time you are going to be capturing mm. pictures of the World Trade Center. Mm-hmm. It's a gigantic pair of buildings. Um, uh, and for, for anyone listening, you can wiki this if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about. But there were these two gigantic buildings. And roughly eight days after I was there uh, was, of course... 9-11? 9-11. And I, got, I have photos. I have photos of the Twin Towers. Um, and that was pretty significant. Um, and it was not too long after that that a friend of mine had... Um, uh, a, a point-and-shoot camera, a very advanced point-and-shoot camera, but it was a point-and-shoot digital camera, and that just, I, I thought, this this is this is the difference. This is going to really bump me to the next level. Um, I wasn't thinking about concert photography at that point. I was just thinking about photography, photography in general. But again, I have so many friends that are in, that are, that are in bands, and so uh, in the early, uh, what do we call it, the aughts? I yeah, think it is. yeah, yes, the aughts. I was going to Jam and Java. I was going to IOTA. Uh, I was going to again, um, you know, some of these some of these older clubs in town. Uh, I was going to basement shows in 2005 uh, in Falls Church, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just going to shows and doing what I could. Uh, most of the photos I took were horrible. Uh, <laughs> th- this camera was very very good at when there's a lot of light, but of course most concerts don't have a lot of no. light. Um, I started using a flash, but um, I stopped doing that because I just felt very self-conscious using a flash. And so it's to, a little distracting, right? To this day, I, I don't use a flash at all. Um, Which is amazing to me because I've seen the rooms that you shoot. And I've seen the lack of light in those rooms, but somehow, some way, it always turns out amazing. Like well, there's so I, I assume there's always a whole bunch is, of different... Always is an exaggeration. Um, well, what I see yeah, yeah. posted is, I, I is will, amazing. I will, right? I will give everyone right now the secret to good photography, and and you really need digital to to for this secret. And the secret to good photography is a lot of bad photography. <laughs> um, nobody needs to see the photos that don't come out. If it's really really dark, um, I've got some tricks. One is a, using a slow shutter speed. Okay, you're going to get a lot of shots that don't work out that way but you will get some. Uh, when you catch a musician at, um, at the pivot point, at the cusp of their motion, uh, as they sway back and forth, or if you can anticipate it, and if you see a band's a lot of times, you can start to anticipate um, the movements that, that, that various musicians are gonna have. Um, I use a very shallow depth of field. Again, you miss a lot of shots, but when you nail it, it's, it, it looks, it's really, it looks really impressive. 
but nobody sees the ones that miss those that all don't get, get posted those get deleted <laughs> um so uh that that is a really really big big secret and it requires um you know you got to have uh, uh, big memory cards um you got to have a lot of storage space um and uh you've got to have a lot of patience to plow through all of the photos so right to be on so uh, I went to Frederick, Maryland last night for a five-band metal show. Um, took around 500 photos, um, and I made a point of telling people it's going to be a little while before you see these photos. Uh, most of them did not come out. I tell you that right now. Um, uh, it was a fairly dark room. Um, was that Cafe Six Eleven? Uh, Cafe Six Eleven. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a dark room. They did have. They do have lights. Um, uh, and uh, the lights are a little difficult to work with for photography, mm-hmm. um, so it, it's going to take me a while. Um, I, you know, I take photos that um, a lot of times that I'm pretty sure aren't going to work out, but just in case they do, I want to try it. Um, so let's let's go let's track uh, step back for a second. So you found a friend that already has a camera, and you're yes. like, I want to do that too. Yeah. Um, and then you bought your first really good one in, you said in 2012? Well, yeah, it was 2002. I bought one 2007. I bought a better one. And then 2012, I got my first, um, real, you know, interchangeable lens camera. Mm -hmm. Um, and then somebody advised me, you know, the lens you've got is a pretty good lens, but try a, um, a a prime lens. The, uh, I had a zoom lens they suggested use a fixed focal length lens because it has a wider aperture and you can get better results in low light. So I did, and it did. Um, it completely changed uh, the scope of what I was able to do. So when you're looking at these cameras to get, are you researching, are you learning photography and like all the basics of technology as you're buying new cameras? And oh, trying- I'm very, very much into the the nerdy gear aspect uh, of photography. Um, all the photos I post have a very nerdy watermark at the bottom mm-hmm. uh, with the type of lens that I used, the f-stop, the, um, the shutter speed, uh, the ambient light level, uh, because if somebody else is a photography nerd, they're going to find that interesting. If they're not a photography nerd, it the watermark is so small, they, they, you won't even they might it. not even see it. That is interesting. Okay, so how how are you finding this information? You were telling me that, you know, someone told you to try a different lens. Are you going out and seeking assistance, or are you just reading? Uh, mostly reading. Um, I look at photo libraries uh, online, like on Facebook and Instagram, of where I Facebook and Instagram aren't quite as useful for this type of research because I'm one of very few people that posts all of that detail about the photos. But right. if you go to a place like Flickr or um, uh, uh, um, PBase, there, there's other uh, online um, photography forums where people post a lot of information. Uh, Digital Fo- Photography Review, for example, um, where a, lo- a lot of that detail is posted by the photographers. And so I can look at a particular piece of equipment, in particular lenses, and look at okay i see how this one's probably handling flare um i have a issue with flare at a lot of uh, venues because 
I might be taking a photo of a musician and there's a very, very bright stage light immediately behind mm-hmm. them uh, that's going to be shining right into the lens. That's going to affect the flare. Do I want a lot of flare? Do I not want a lot of flare? Um, I usually will have lenses with me, some that handle flare very, very well in the sense that it suppresses it. Uh, and other lenses don't handle flare very well. There's big, huge flare blobs straight out of a J.J. Abrams movie. <laughs> and, and, and sometimes that adds, that adds to a, a, a photo, and sometimes it detracts from it. Right. So right. Um, knowing that I've got lenses that are capable of this sort of thing or not capable of something else and having a combination with me, um, I can gauge the environment and decide, you know, how do I want to attack this um, and add whatever artistic element I can. Uh, you know, photography is, is, an, is an odd type of, um, of art in that there's very little artistic to it. it. It's really, you're capturing something, at least with concert photography, you're capturing something that somebody else is doing. You're capturing a moment. Yeah, but it's a, it's a moment that somebody else is creating. The lighting, the, whoever's doing the, I'm not doing the lighting, so somebody else is doing that. I didn't set up the stage, that's somebody else. Um, I didn't choose where the musicians are gonna stand. I didn't choose what instruments they're gonna play. I didn't dress them. Um, and I, you know, I don't, I, I don't uh, uh, direct their guitar face. Mm-hmm. So I'm capturing what's there. So there's not, there's not much left for, to, to make an artistic, in any kind of an artistic um, um, addition to that what, you know, to that what's there for everybody else that, that's in the audience. Um, so blobs of flare sometimes is, can add that sure. extra so oomph. When you first started taking pictures of bands, how was the reception to it? Well, I only took pictures of friends of mine's bands. Okay. Right. So they loved it because uh, they got photos that they could post on MySpace. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then it got to the point where... Um, you know, there's three bands on the bill and I only know one of the bands and I would go up to the other bands and I would say, hey, I'm going to be taking pictures of this band. Uh, would it be okay if I took pictures of, of you guys also? I'll post them all and you can do anything you want to with the photos. And um, almost exclusively people said yes. No problem. No problem at all. Uh, there's been one or two times. Um, <laughs> I had a case um, uh, not too long ago where... The band said, uh, actually, our drummer is on parole. Oh. We're not 100% sure if he's allowed to be here. And I said, you don't need to continue this sentence. <laughs> totally understood. There will be no photos where your drummer is discernible as a specific human being. It will just be a blob. So, uh, so you know, that, that does happen every now and then. Um, uh, or sometimes I've taken pictures of a band and they said... Um, we're actually not supposed to be playing this show uh, because we have a bigger show coming up next week and we don't want, you know, we, we said we would do this show as long as nobody knew that we were here. So hmm. you can post the photos, but please don't post them for at least a week. You know, so something like that. That's um, interesting. And uh, so, I, you know, I try to work work with that. I take enough photos that I I think I'm pretty good at going through and not posting photos that the musician themselves won't think is at least portraying them well. 
Sure. Um, I that doesn't happen every single time. There are times when um, a musician will get in touch with me and say, "Hey, that that one photo you posted of me, um, it's it's really highlighting a zit on my cheek, and I'm really <laughs> self conscious about it." Okay, totally understood. Um, and, and and I'll delete that. That does not happen very often, but um, when it does, I remove the photo immediately, and uh, hopefully the next time they see me in the crowd with a camera, they'll know that I'm, um, I, I'm going to take whatever concerns they've got to heart um, and, and make sure that, again, I'm portraying them as they want to be right. seen. Um, so, and, you know, and sometimes it'll be a, a musician has a new guitar. Hey, make, make sure you get pictures of the new guitar. <laughs> okay. Um, or or uh, a local band as, uh, is sponsored by uh, Los Cabos Drumsticks. Hey, make sure you get pictures of the stickers on my. Okay, sure, no problem. Um, so for for you then, when when you're taking pictures, do you also petition the the venue saying, "Look, I'm going to be here. Um, if you want me to take pictures or not." Um, is it also something where you've been taking pictures at all sorts of different concerts for years, right? whether they're metal shows in Frederick or punk shows in DC or indie shows in Nova, whatever. Right. So do you find that the crowd embraces you pretty well too, and that you're able to still move freely inside the crowd while you're trying to take pictures? Uh, the answer is it depends. Um, most of the time, um, I try to make a point of taking some photos at the beginning of the set, stopping, moving to the back to really, feel what the crowd's like and everything and then maybe take some more shots towards the end of their set so that most of the time the crowd is not looking at the back of my head sure and my camera sure and whatever um they came to see a show they didn't came to come to see a demonstration of photography um <laughs> I, I i would like to think that that's what they're there for but I've been told that's not what they're there for. Right. They're there for the show. And that's something um, that you're pretty conscious of, making sure that you're not yeah. in anybody well, I mean, else's I, way. I, 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 obs you know, I, I go to shows sometimes just as a fan. Um, and even when I've got my camera, I am a fan. I'm, I'm not there just because I want to take pictures. I'm a fan. And I want to enjoy the show, and I want everyone else there to enjoy the show. Um, the last thing in the world I want is people leaving a show going, you know, saying to one another, boy, we got, uh, we got a great view of that photographer. You know, that doesn't, that, that's not what they're there for. So um, now having said that, it is inevitable that in the course of taking photos um, or, or same with video, mm -hmm. um, you're going to get in somebody's way. So I always try to be mindful of that, to apologize where necessary, to ask permission. Would you mind if I stepped in front of you for just, uh, you know, just a few seconds to get some shots? Almost always people will say not a problem and when they let me get in front of them i honor what i had said by taking a couple photos and then, and then stepping moving. back and generally speaking if i'm going to disrupt somebody's view of the show it's going to be for a few seconds and that's it uh, that's that's what i'm hoping for um uh, i'm sure that there are many many times i get carried away and uh don't adhere to that ideal mm -hmm. uh, but i try um, and, uh, I know most of the security people, uh, so, um, they know who I am. 
Um, I always ask permission. Even when I know the answer is yes, I always ask permission. Uh, the security people are in charge. I'm going to do what they tell me to. I'm not going to do what they tell me not to do. So, uh, and they they know that. They respect that. Um, uh, and so that that that's what really helps. By and large, most venues have no problem with people taking photos as long as they don't use a flash and they don't use a tripod. So you are getting permission from the venue. Yes. Uh, when you come home and you look at the 500, 600 pictures that you are you just took, how daunting of a task is it to look at those and be like, now I have to go through everything and now I have to... It, it could be daunting, um, absolutely. Um, sometimes, uh, with, some, with some venues, I'm able to um, edit one photo, brighten it, change the contrast, adjust the colors, and then apply that setting, that, that those, those uh, changes, sure. uh, to a whole series of photos when the lighting has changed, pretty, hasn't really changed. Um, the venue I was at last night, um, each band had a particular color, you know, very, very intense color scheme to it mm -hmm. uh, for most of their set. That's going to make this a little bit easier for, for that. Um, so uh, one of the bands that I saw was Costa Casanova, one of my favorite bands. Um, and their set was colored one way for half the set. And uh, then they changed the lights and it was a different coloring scheme for the second part of the set. That's going to make things fairly easy. Um, and again, I'll, I, 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 go th one, I go one uh, uh, plow through of just deleting everything that's blurry or I'm just, there's no way I'm going to be able to use it. Um, if you've got photos with multiple people in them, um, inevitably one of those people is going to be scratching their nose um, you know, <laughs> adjusting their underpants, mm -hmm. um, or, or something like that. So, okay, we'll delete that photo. Um, and then, you know, so I'll, I'll I might take a hundred photos of each band. I'll whittle that down to 60, uh, of photos that are mm -hmm. in focus and I, I can do something with them. And then I get to choose which are my favorites. Um, and I'll publish on Facebook I'll publish on Instagram two photos. I'll mm -hmm. publish on Facebook maybe 20. Mm -hmm. um, but all the rest I've kept. Um, if the band wants them, they'll get in touch with me and um, you know, I'll, I'll, send them, I'll send them all the photos. Um, otherwise, they just stay in my collection until I do a show uh, with that band and I use those all the photos I now have available to me for marketing purposes. Gotcha. Um, so with... With that, is there a program that you use that helps figure out, okay, if these are all blurry, like you can automatically delete them, or do you literally have to go through each single one? I have to go through each single one. Uh, there are supposedly, uh, um, you know, uh, artificial intelligence type programs that'll go through. Right. And um, I played around with one of them once, and I was not satisfied. Okay. Uh, it, okay. it chose photos... I, I, as I mentioned before, I, I do a lot of stuff with um, very wide aperture lenses, which means only one particular part of the shot is going to be in focus. Everything else okay. is going to be blurry. Okay. Um, the the auto the programs that do things automatically um, don't do a very good job with that. Um, they're more 
for uh, sports photography where everything's very sharp or documentaries or, or so on. This type of photography, it just doesn't seem to work very well. I, I might re-explore that um, at some point in the future. Uh, but for now, um, I, I, I like going through. And there's always, you know, there's somebody's face. Uh, there might be two musicians that are looking at each other uh, in order to coordinate what they're doing. And I really, really like that look. I don't know if artificial intelligence is going to pick that out like mm -hmm. I'm picking it out. Mm -hmm. um, there are times when um, I know that two of the members of a band are a couple. And I do enjoy trying to get shots of both of them in the same shot. Um, for anyone that doesn't know the story behind those two musicians, it's just a it's just a, a shot, shot of, of the band. It's a shot of two people in the band. But obviously, to those musicians themselves, um, that that can be a little bit more special. So I enjoy that. That's that's fun. Um, there's shots that I'll get of. The musicians on stage and then maybe some people in the crowd all yelling and the the expressions in their face um they've got their hands up um you know like a clenched fist mm -hmm, or, or mm -hmm. something um again i don't think there's artificial intelligence programs out there today that would do a very good job would do a, as good a job as i do of going through and and picking them out and i i kind of enjoy it right it, it is daunting um but it, you know it's it it, it's not that bad. I, I enjoy it, and I learn. Uh, as I'm going through the photos, I realize, okay, at this venue, when I'm standing in this spot, um, I need to look out for this type of thing. It's very dark right here. Don't take photos when they're standing in the dark. Wait until they move into the slightly, slightly lighter area of the stage and take the photo then. Um, the first time I'm at a venue, I might not know that, the second time I'm at the venue, or, 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 and so on, uh, now I've learned, and so, um, but I've learned by going through all those photos right. from the first time. Well, and I think the, the enjoyment piece is a huge part for you, because as far as I know, you don't charge anything for these things. No. So, A, why? Uh, B, is it something that you just fell in love with and now it's just like this is a way for you to give back to musicians? Uh, that's a, that's I, a big part of it. Um, I, I like to say that uh, I, I, I have larger plans in mind. Okay. Okay. Um, and uh, what I'm trying to do with Rocksplosion is to create a brand. I don't need to make money right now. Um, I want to create a brand and then maybe, maybe uh, 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 use that uh, established brand name uh, I, to leverage it to do something else that I do not know sure. right now what that is going to be. Um, when I started doing the photography, I did not realize that there might be an interest in using the Rocksplosion name to sell concerts. Right. And now I'm putting on concerts, and so that's, I, I did not think about that when I started. So next year, what is the thing that's suddenly going to be possible that I didn't know about? And maybe one of those things will be a money-making uh, money venture, I don't know. But right now, I just wanna focus on creating the brand um, and having fun um, and creating relationships and, uh, and reputation and, and so forth. If I tried to make money today, I wouldn't make enough money to make it worth my while and it would destroy the future.
Right. My my future would not be. Uh, um, I, I'd, I'd be, I'd be making money now at the expense of any possibility in the future. And are those relationships that you've built over the years, those are probably more meaningful than anything that you could get monetarily. Oh, wise, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I do sometimes make money. Sure. Um, there are venues who have hired me to come out and take pictures of the venue. Uh, when nobody's there so that they can use them for promotional purposes. Uh, there are bands that have hired me to come out and take promo shots of them here and there. Um, but that's all supplemental from what you're, oh yeah, yeah. What you're and doing. And it, it's, it's not very much money, and that's fine. Um, and, <laughs> it, it, you know, it, it might be something that I otherwise wouldn't have done. Um, but, okay, sure, let, let, let's do this. Um, I just always thought that was something that was, that was interesting and... Uh it's a very selfless thing that you're doing as far as taking pictures of these acts and capturing those moments because it's building memories is such a, a big deal to a lot of people and being able to look back at something and being like, I was there. I remember this moment. Well, I, I, I like telling people um, never underestimate how much fun I'm having. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm having a good time, but um, I, like I said, I am, I'm building something and I'm not done yet. Um, so everything that is rock explosion right now is still a work in progress. Um, uh, what I'm working like one of the things I'm working on and, and, and continuing to work on is an awesome screensaver for my computer. <laughs> and, and, and every, every week that gets a little bit more impressive and a little bit more impressive. Yeah, I see it. I'm um, looking at it right now. It's, <laughs> it's something. Uh, okay. So that, I think that's. That's really cool. And uh, one of the questions that I would have for you, too, is you've done probably dozens and dozens of venues. Is there any venue that stands out to you as that's the one that you really want to do shoots at? Or is it maybe a venue that you don't really want to? Is it a bad experience? And how do you turn those poor lighting experiences or, or those poor uh, overall, uh, environments into something that still looks. Well, there, there is kind of a, um, uh, um, a balance, um, lighting a show for photography or for video is not necessarily the best idea because maybe they don't want, maybe photography or video isn't the most important thing to the band that night. Sure. Maybe the most important thing is some really, really, uh, integral um, uh, uh, overlay of uh, uh, of a projector onto them, which is really difficult to photograph. But that's part of the band's gig is we're going to do this, or we want it really, really super dark and a lot of smoke. That's what the band wants to do. Um, so it's not my place to go in and say, hey, you're not being fair to me. I can't take photos. I, my taking photos is not the most important thing. So um, uh, having said that, um, one, one of my favorite places right now is the pie shop, uh, Dangerously Delicious Pies in DC on H Street. Um, and uh, it, it's a great stage. Uh, the lighting there uh, from a technical perspective is phenomenal. Just the placement of the lights and all of that. And they let me play with the settings and I was able to create a preset um, perfectly for uh, photos and video. That's awesome. Now, not every band is going to want that because not every band is playing 
for the purposes of trying to get really great photos. Right. But if they are, um, I'm ready to go. And that's uh, really cool. Uh, so now there's other venues that um, uh, uh, that you know there there are venues that have um, exceptionally challenging lighting, uh, extremely difficult that. I probably whine and moan about all the time, <laughs> but it forces me to be extremely um, creative, I'd like to say. Um, uh, uh, and I end up with some incredible photos uh, that, you know, are just, the, the, the percentage goes way down. Right. Um, what, is, what is something that you've learned with those, those very difficult situations? Is it something that, you're just trying a different angle, a different lens, a, a different way to capture the light. Well, sometimes I just don't bring my camera. Okay. Hey, Alec, how come you don't have your camera? The lighting, it's, uh, I'm just here to have a good time. And if they were to say to me, well, we were really hoping to get photos tonight, um, or they might say that in advance, um, then I feel much, much more comfortable at that point um, saying, okay, well, here's what we're going to need to do. We're going to need to make sure this light is on. We're going to need to turn this light off. Um, the Euro disco blinky thing, that's going to be, we're going to turn that off. I actually keep um, in the trunk of my car a small set of floor lights that okay. are just LED lights that slowly uh, 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 change colors. Mm -hmm. um, this was inspired from Comet Ping Pong. Uh, they've got the same type of lighting uh, on the floor there. Um, so, um, I will take those sometimes with me to a basement show and a, and a, at a house venue. Um, there have been shows I've done at venues in DC where, um, the only light on the stage is a single green curly, uh, uh, uh fluorescent light. Um, and so, you know, again, talking with the band, talking with the, um, uh, the venue, uh, whoever's working sound and so forth, uh, uh, uh setting those up. Um, some bands have specifically asked me for that. Um, uh, I did a show at the back room at the Black Cat last year, which is a, that room doesn't exist anymore, of course, mm -hmm. but um, it's a pretty, pretty well-lit room for the most part. Um, one of the bands specifically asked me if I had my lights with me. And I went, sure, I'll, I ran out to my car, grabbed them, and talked to the sound person, and the sound person said, no problem with the lights, but please only plug them into this socket because apparently some lights will cause a buzzing to go through the sound system. That would not be good. No, not be good, but that's why you ask. Um, so I'm, I'm always asking to make sure that everything is okay and um, ended up getting great shots of, uh, of that band that night. That's fantastic. So, um, but yeah, there are, there are some venues that I just don't go to anymore. If, if they're not gonna, if a venue is not, if a venue or band um, is not going to um, set up in any way, shape, or form to be uh, video friendly or photography friendly, I just assume it's just they not something. It. It's just not something that matters to them, and that's okay. Um, I am certainly, you know, I have the utmost respect for anybody that's in a band playing. I don't. I can't play musical instruments, so. If somebody wants to get up on stage and and do that thing which I cannot do, um, I'm not gonna say no, 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 you're doing it wrong. 
That's not me. <laughs> I, I can't say that. Uh, same with a venue. Um, the the people, you know, some of the venues in town, I know personally the owners. Um, sure. The, I'm friends with them. They've put their life savings sometimes into these venues. They know how to run a venue. Um, it is not for me to say to them, uh, yeah, this place is all great and all that, but you know what you need? Let me impose myself upon, you know, so um, you, you just go with that. Now, again, if a band comes to me and says, we, we, we really need some photos tonight, that's a different story. Now, now, now it's emphasized, we want to have photos. That's, right. that's raised up in priority level, whereas normally I assume that it's a very low priority. So for you, uh, you've gone to hundreds of shows at this point, um, and it's something that I always think about too. What makes a good show for you? There are, um, there's, there's two main uh, paradigms for shows that I've seen. And there's lots of variations to this, but I, I find shows basically fit into one of two different categories. The first category is when um, most of the fan bases for each of the bands almost completely overlap. Okay. Um, I've been to a couple okay. of shows like that recently where basically everyone at the show is a fan of every single band. Everyone's having a good time. Everyone's sticking around from start to finish. We're having a lot of fun. And I love those shows. That's a lot of fun. Um, the shows that um, I try to put on and the shows that I, um, that I, I think are a little bit, um, just a little bit different is when consciously there's almost no overlap between the fan bases. Um, so, uh, um, now this can be done correctly and it can be done incorrectly. Mm -hmm. Incorrectly, and I will not mention the particular venue, but there used to be a venue in town that would have eight bands on a, on a particular night with absolutely no connection whatsoever between any of the bands at all. It would be um, a heavy metal band followed by a tuba orchestra, followed by um, some folk rock singers with a banjo, followed by a punk rock band. But yeah, there was no, they just put the bands on. Um, people would show up for one band, completely leave. Everyone would come in for the next band, and all, all of those fans would leave. Um, I like shows where um, the calculation is every single person is going to leave the show a fan of at least one more band. So the bands don't have a lot of fan overlap, but they do have a lot of genre overlap. Not the same thing, but if you're a fan of this band, there's a really good chance you're going to be a fan of these other two bands also. Um, that's what I'm trying to do with the shows that I'm putting together. Um, and I, I think that that, in the long run, um, it, it is something that is... I don't know, better maybe for the scene. I'm inspired in a great deal by Fort Reno. Okay. Um, and um, where you're not going to Fort Reno because you know every single one of the bands that's playing that night. You're going to Fort Reno because that's where you learn about bands that you didn't already know about. And because it's Fort Reno where you already have an expectation of the style music or maybe the, the bands that you already know are playing Fort Reno now you're hoping to find that next one that either right. maybe is influenced by them inspired yeah. or sounds a little bit like them whatever it is right right yeah I mean um most of the time when I go to a Fort Reno show I know one of the bands I get there as early as I can and I stay till the end because 
I, I have confidence that I'm going to be a fan of at least one of the other bands. Um, usually I'm, I end up being a fan of both. Um, the last Fort Reno show I went to, which was uh, last Thursday, um, I didn't know any of the bands. I'd never seen any of the bands before. I went because it's a Fort Reno show. Right. And um, uh, uh, the folks putting that together um, do a, they're, they've got a reputation. They've got a really good, they've done a really good job historically of putting together good bills. Um, and it, it's very, very rare that the fan overlap of all of those bands is, is a complete overlap. Um, so that's kind of my inspiration for that sort of thing. Again, and I don't want to dismiss the fact that I love going to shows where I'm already a fan of all the bands. That's a party. Right. I, all the people there are feeling the same you way just I let am. Loose a little and we're bit. just yeah. all having a good time and we're enjoying the bands that we love. It, it, that's wonderful. I, I, I love that too. What got you into doing shows? Um, Cause it's not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing. Um, I was inspired uh, by uh, some good friends of mine in the bands, uh, Black Dog Prowl, The Mirror, The Jones, and More AM Than FM. Okay. Uh, they put together a birthday show for me uh, a couple years ago yeah. at the Rock and Roll Hotel. Yeah. Um, and when they when this was mentioned to me, I said, you can't just have a show. It doesn't work that way. And they said to me, <laughs> actually, it does. You put together a show, you go to the venue and say, we think this is going to be a really good show. And the venue either says, we don't think so. Or they say, oh, yeah, this sounds good. So based on that, um, uh, I then um, started to put together some shows. Yeah, people um, people forget how easy it is. Uh, when I was doing them, um, I was able to just go to, uh, I was doing it at a, a coffee shop for a little bit. Uh, this other coffee shop had an empty space that I would use, just the empty space. Uh, and then you find out that, you know, halls you can rent. So I was running out a church hall. I was talking to other bars. Sure. So it all spirals, but really you can easily just go to a place and be like, I have an idea for an event that will bring people. Do you want to go in on it? And nine times out of 10, if you can say that, yes, this will bring people yes, and you can prove yes. it. Boom. You're, you're in business. Uh, um, I, really the, the big break for me was uh, Comet Ping Pong two years ago. Um, I was hanging out, talking to a bunch of people, um, and I mentioned to this one woman, well, you know, I, I've got some great ideas for some, for some lineups that would be perfect for Comet Ping Pong, but I don't even know who to talk to. And this woman looked at me and said, you talk to me. <laughs> Uh, 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 a woman named Lisa. She was okay. doing the booking at the time. Okay. And I said, really? She goes, yeah. So, okay. So I sent her a couple of ideas uh, for, for lineups. And she said, I like this. Let, let's do it. And um, uh, coincidentally, it was more AM than FM. Mm -hmm. uh, Thalo Blue and yeah. Company Calls, um, three of my favorite bands. It, I do try very, very hard to make sure a show that I'm putting together is not just a show that Alec wants to go to. It, it's not for me. I'm putting together a show that I think everyone is going to really enjoy. 
It's um, it can be a little tough. bit for that you. That is really really difficult. It can be a little bit for you. Um, oh yes. Oh, it, it can be a little bit for me. Of course. Of course. It has to be. Uh, the the passion has to be there. Uh, that's part of the selling point. Um, but um, you know the the shows that I've been doing. Um, I really honestly think anyone who's coming to see one of these bands, they're going to enjoy the whole show. And you're in a you're in a unique spot to where you're you've been seeing these bands develop over the past decade, fifteen years, however long you've been going to shows in the area. So you have a feel for not only what bands get along musically, but what bands get along possibly even show wise and to want to actually like a bigger overall community right so well, i think i think it's it's the fans yeah um i go and i see a band um and i i observe how the fans are reacting to the band and i think what what's another band that i've seen where the fans seem to have the same visceral reaction and that's how I start to put it all. It's it's the fans. Ultimately, if you put on, you could put on the greatest show in the world, but if 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 the fans weren't having a really good time, even if even if the place is packed, if they're leaving the place going, eh, yeah, all right, right, eh, that that's that's the that's that's my goal is to look at it from the standpoint of fans. I want to put together shows where if you come to the show, you're going to have a really good time all the way through. Um, is there a goal that you have for your shows? Because you've been doing it for the past couple of years. So is an end goal a festival? Is it, you know, just being consistent? Um, I don't have any specific end goal because what I've discovered is things sort of naturally fall into my lap that I never even, that never even occurred <laughs> to me. Um, I have two venues right now that have um, mentioned to me um, the the possibility of um, making prints of shows that have happened at their venue um, to put up on the wall. That'd be awesome. Um, and so that would, of course, be entirely consistent with the venue. It's a it's photos of their venue. Um, bands would love it because oh, that's me. Um, it's sort of like when you go to a comedy club and you see all the comedians sure, that's on exactly, the wall. That is exactly the type of, um, uh, of thing, except in this case, it would be, uh, as if it, it would be pictures of all the comedians performing at that, at that very yeah. stage. Uh, but yes, that, 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 that's, um, that's one of the things that is, is possibly going to be happening, uh, sometime in the near future. Um, but uh, I've been getting involved as much as I can, uh, either with uh, donations or just being a fan and showing up to a lot of uh, DC stuff, um, the DC Funk Parade, um, which is, I, I'm fascinated with DC just for the sake of being DC. Uh, the whole DC is F thing. Uh, the DC Funk Parade, um, uh, Go-Go Music, um, uh, uh, jazz, um, the DC hardcore scene. Um, I, I really like uh, This Could Go Boom, what right. they're doing right. with, with, with that. I'm a big supporter of that. Um, uh, Girls Rock DC, uh, which isn't necessarily a DC-specific thing, but um, 
all, all, there are all of these things that are going on in DC, which I really do feel are DC, we can be proud of being in DC. We can all be proud of the DC Funk Parade. We can all be proud of Fort Reno. We can all be proud of uh, the H Street Festival, um, uh, the Whammies. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These are all things that are DC, and um, we we should all be proud of. We we shouldn't aspire to be New York or aspire to be Liverpool. We're DC, and we've we've got our own thing going on here. Uh, that is really really impressive. Um, I love taking people I know from out of town and bringing them to a show and they leave going, I didn't know DC had this. I thought DC was lawyers and congressmen. Very stuffy um, people. It's, it's yeah. not, it's, it's a whole, now having said that DC does have lawyer rock where law firms and you know, let's face it, people in law firms tend to be fairly intelligent, bright people, surprisingly creative mm-hmm. if, and they have lawyer rock where it's all bands comprised of lawyers. Uh, there's also construction rock, which I've been to before. Uh, it's so it's all just bands. jackhammers it's, and... Uh... Well, no, it's people that work, <laughs> their day jobs are in the construction field. Right. And they put together a, a concert. And, I, you know, that, that's, that's pretty interesting. Um, but again, we've got, um, we've got venues that, I mean, the 930 Club is just one of the most incredible... Sure, yeah. I, I, I always love going to the uh, to, to, to see a show at the 930 Club, whether I'm taking photos or not. It's 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 uh, a a must play venue um, for bands from out of town. They really want to play there. So what do you think you have learned the most about yourself through your photography? Hmm. That's a really good question. I wish you'd asked me that in advance so I could have thought about it more. Is now I'm going to have to come up with a I get the best responses with an off the cuff answer. What have I learned about myself? Um, I really enjoy doing things a little different. I enjoy going to a show where there's other photographers and watching what they're doing and thinking about the fact that they're getting some really really good shots. I don't want to get shots that are the same as what they've got because they've already got them. Let me do something different. And so I'll get a shot with my arm extended all the way around the speaker cabinet because I didn't see anybody trying that shot or from a really odd angle down near the floor or or I'll climb on top of something in order to get a shot from above. Just I, I want to have shots that are different because if you look at all of the shots that came out of a particular concert that I took and that other people took, um, let's let's have a variety. Um, I'm not in a, I'm not in competition with anybody. Uh, I want to augment what somebody else is already doing, and then together we've created this great body of photography for this show that highlights all of the bands that we're playing, that highlights the venue, um, and maybe highlights the fans if we get a lot of good shots of the fans. Well, wanting to be different and thinking outside of the box a little bit is that something that you've taken personally too and something that's driven you with your work or driven you with your personal relationships or anything like that? I think so. Um, I think at my, at, at my, uh, at my regular job, I, I, I believe I'm a little different. Um, mm-hmm. no, no question about that. Um, um, I've even done things. Um, they have a, uh, an annual, uh, Santa arrives on a barge 
in the neighborhood I live in. I live mm-hmm. on, a, on a lake. Um, so Santa arrives in December on a barge and all the little kids line up to, to talk to Santa. And the community asked me, you're a photographer. Uh, we've got another photographer in the community also. We're going to ask you to take photos for an hour. And then this other photographer is going to take photos for an hour. And I said, okay, uh, I do punk rock photography. Uh, if you want me to do this, uh, I will take punk rock photos of Santa. And they said, yeah, 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 that's fine. Okay, you, you, you understand what, you, what you're getting. Yeah, 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 that's great, that's great, that's great. Okay, so Santa arrived. The little kids are there, the parents and everything, and I'm taking the punk rock photos. I'm uh, bizarre angles, um, you know, close up, real close up photos with a wide right. angle lens and all kinds of weird stuff. And then the other photographer came in who is a professional wedding photographer. She really knows what she's doing. And she got her flash screen set up and, and all this, and she had a tripod. And uh, I look back at the photos of that, uh, of that event. I much prefer her her photos. Uh, I, her, she knew what she was doing. She did everything right. Um, the photos are, are are really good. But um, I I did get a lot of positive feedback. People people liked uh, the photos that I took. So okay, uh, people I, I I generally speaking don't do weddings, but every now and then I'm invited to a wedding and the person you know it's a good friend of mine and they say. Could you bring your camera? It'd be really cool if you brought your camera. Well, I think it's just a different view, right? It's well, different... and I say, I'll bring my camera, but you will not tell anyone that I'm the wedding photographer. You you have a wedding photographer, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to take punk rock photos of the reception. Yeah, yeah, that's what we want. That's what we want. Okay, and that's what I do. Um, so it's different. Um, that's, that's what I do. Um, yeah, it's not the zoomed out, beautiful, like this is the whole event, right? That you want to try and get different angles and get the the ones that are up close. You're seeing different yeah. views of it. You're, that's I think that's wonderful. S- send me the kids table and let me take goofy photos with the kids. That then I'll get you know, and then you'll get a completely different view because you're yeah. you're looking at you know the weddings can be so stuffy and they can. It's all about. Uh, I, I I haven't. I've been to a couple weddings recently. None of them have been stuffy. Sure, they, but they've they, all been very, very. Uh, they've all been musicians, pretty much. Um, and so. So uh, a there, traditional a, wedding. Yeah, yeah. Can be very stuffy, right? And right. it can it can be this beautiful, gorgeous thing, but if you're getting pictures of the kids and the view of the kids. Like, they're going to have to be able to let loose a little bit during it. Well, right. It's like, uh, hey, kids, pretend that the Hulk is behind me. Yeah. And he's yeah, angry. Yeah. Make a look, you know, and then try to get that photo. I, lo- or, I love that. Something lo- like that. Um, and it's it's the wedding. They're all dressed to the nines for the wedding. They're, they've got the, the, the centerpiece at the table, which is the wedding centerpiece. It is this couple's wedding. There's no question about that. But they're but the kids are all like screaming at the top of their lungs and pointing behind me because the Hulk is That's about amazing. to is about to smash. That's amazing. I love it. That is that is such a better it's such a better idea and a better view of that I guess not better. It's different and it's more refreshing, I feel like, than the, the traditional like what you're talking about with the traditional wedding photographer, right? Yeah. 
they're going to capture the traditional scene. They're going to capture everything. Well, that's gorillas, what wedding photography yeah, is. Right. So I the, mean, there's some things that you don't want to get crazy with, like plumbing. You, you, if somebody's putting a if somebody's putting a new toilet in your in your bathroom, you kind of want it to be a standard thing. You don't want a steampunk toilet installation. That's not going to work. A toilet does something important. Hmm. You want it to, you know, so a wedding there, there is a couple things that are very, very standard that you want at a wedding, and I'm not good at that. Right. I don't know how to do that. It's, right. A lot of that's not photography. It's it's psychology and, and, and very important things that are beyond my skill set. So, um, and, and the same thing with a lot of other types of photography that... Um, um, I just like the idea of getting the children's view of a wedding. Sure. And them wanting to like relax, not relax, but let loose well, a little bit. Being extremely immature helps for me. Yeah, for yeah, me. yeah. So yeah. that 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 helps a lot. <laughs> um, All right. So you've been doing shows for almost two years, right? Uh, I've been putting on shows for about two years. Yes. Okay. So what's one of the things that you've learned the most about yourself through your shows? Um, the thing that I haven't learned yet that I want to learn is that when it is T minus one hour, the show's getting ready to start. I'm the promoter of the show. My job is done. There's nothing I can do. The show is going to either fail or be a success, but there's nothing, I, I can't do anything now. It's, it's like a sniper who has fired the bullet. Once the bullet's fired, you... You can watch it, and it's going to hit or it's going to miss. But there's nothing you can do about it anymore. And so I still want to be able to control something at that point. It's very difficult for me to just be passive at that point and let it happen. And and that I have to learn, and I have not learned that yet. I, I know that feeling. Uh, I've been in that same boat many many times uh i did shows for four or five years maybe down in southern maryland and they never got better um as far as that feeling goes right you always want to do something and then you eventually you're two acts in and you realize that no one else is coming so you might as well just go enjoy it right i was booking shows based off of what I wanted to see, based off of what I thought would go well with each other, based off of what uh, people would like, based off of so many different factors, which I'm sure you've, of course, of you're course. thinking about, right? But at the end of the day, this is something that I'm going to enjoy whether or not people are there. Right. Uh, you want people to be there, but the, the biggest thing is if you can look at it, you think that you've done 100% of the effort that you can put in, and people still don't come, it's disheartening, but it shouldn't get you to turn off. And I, I've had to deal with that a few yeah. different well, times. I, I, what I've, what I've, what people have told me, and I, I, I begrudgingly accept this as a fact, is that for a venue, if a show doesn't go so well, they've seen it before. Yeah. It, it's yeah. not, you're not the only person that's put together a show. Right. For the bands, they, they've they've performed shows before that you had nothing to do with, where not very many people showed up. Or it's 
they just perform to other bands. Right. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So I am the worst case scenarios that might happen are not something that um that nobody's never seen before. Right. They've this has happened before. It just so happens that it's on my watch this time. It's um and I hate that if if the show doesn't go well. Um I've been lucky maybe um the last couple of shows I've done have done very well. Um uh so the the, the bands did great. The the crowd was there. Um and uh and uh, you know everyone left saying I'm a fan of two more bands now that I never knew of and it's because I went to your show and I'm coming to your next show regardless of who you have on the bill because I, I trust you now, you know, that, that sort of thing. Um, I would like that to be hundreds or thousands of people saying that, but, you know, if 10 or 15 people say that, that's good too. Um, so, yeah, it, that, that helps. And, and also, um, the shows that I've been doing lately are at the pie shop. It's got a great reputation. Um, already, yeah. Already, so that, yeah. that really helps. Uh, the sound is phenomenal. They've got some great people working sound there. Um, they've got pie. Uh, and, and so can't on. go wrong with that doing shows at Comet Ping Pong same thing uh, I did some shows at Slash Run those places all have solid reputations as a a, a a destination place for seeing a band and for getting food I call them uh, I, I call them my, the gastro venues uh, I like they're known that. for I like a particular a type of food and that they've got great music and um, I love all three of those places and I love the fact that Washington DC has these three anchors of the DC music scene small venues with a particular type of food great stage full bar and and and, and uh, you, you can almost count on a great show happening there um, that the, uh, we we again we're so lucky living in this area uh, that we have that um, what do you think keeps you going the most when it comes to your photography and your shows? Uh, with photography, it's always trying to find some other way of doing something different that I haven't done before. Um, I go to a lot of the same venues. Um, uh, there's a, a fairly new venue called The Hut. It's in Anacostia. It's actually in the Anacostia Art Center. Um, I've been to a number of shows there. I love the place. Um, and every time I see a show there, I try to do things a little bit differently. Um, uh, I went to a show there last year. I took a fisheye lens. There's, I shouldn't have taken a fisheye lens. It's the worst choice of something to use in this venue. I took a fisheye lens. I got some of the best, some of the photos I am the most proud of uh, from that event because I, I was just pushing and pushing and pushing the boundaries of what that space is capable of in terms of photography, what I'm capable of, um, and what works in terms of the musicians and, and, you know, and, and, and how they react and so on. And it worked really, really well. Um, so that, that's what it is. It's, it's, Part of, you know, my love of photography is a lot of the, the nerdy, geeky aspect of it. Uh, I got this new lens. Um, theoretically, it is really ideal for this particular type of thing. And theoretically, it is horrible 
or this other type of thing. I want to do both. <laughs> I want to do both. I want to, I want to take it to Fort Reno and I want to do the things that under no circumstances should I be using it for. Everyone's going to tell me I'm crazy. Let me see what I can do. Most of the time, I find out that people are telling me I shouldn't use this lens for this purpose for a really good reason. It's really difficult. I got almost no good results, but the one or two I got are different. They're different. That's than, amazing. Than anything else. So, what keeps you driven the most to continue doing shows? I love it. Um, I'm I'm able to. Um, I want to introduce bands to new fans, and I want to introduce fans to new bands, new to them. Um, and so I've got a bunch of lineups that I'm working on. Uh, a few are going to be announced soon um, with bands that if, if, if you do happen to know two or maybe all three of the bands that are on these bills, you'll think, why? Okay, maybe that makes sense. Okay. Um, most people probably are only familiar with one of the bands. So I'm putting together shows where the bands are going to be picking up 20, 30, 40 new fans. Um, and the fans are going to be becoming a fan of two or possibly three new bands that they've never heard of, that they hadn't heard of prior to this show. Um, and that, that's, that's what I'm looking forward to. And I, I really enjoy trying to put together shows where the crowds, this particular type of crowd normally wouldn't be going to this show. But, they, but they're here because of this other band, and now they're, they're fans of, of these other bands. So, um, you know, they say music can bring people together. I, I think that is very true, and I know it sounds very kumbaya, but um, you know what? There are concerts I've been to where um, there are definitely people getting together uh, and becoming friends, becoming fans, that I think they would not have thought that prior to the show. I like it. Uh, I think that's it, but I am going to ask you this one last question. Um, for anybody that's trying to get in for into photography, anybody that's interested in it, do you have any advice to give them as far as anybody starting out or anybody that is thinking about getting in there, uh, especially for, for show photography? Um, yeah, I, I have a, 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 most of my advice for somebody starting off in concert photography actually has very little to do with the technical aspects of photography. Um, it's a lot of the things that I've already talked about. Ask permission. Go to a small show, uh, 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 a show at, um, at one of the smaller venues, a house venue. Do not use a flash. Do not use a tripod. Think about the fact that you, are, you will be getting in the way. So minimize it. Think about how you're getting in the way and try to minimize that. Ask permission and take a lot of photos because most of the photos you take aren't gonna be very good. And be mindful of that. Do not post 300 photos of a band. Nobody wants to see them. The band does not wanna see 300 photos from their set. Part of your job as the photographer is the editor. Pick the best 10, pick the best 20, and only post those. Most of the cameras you buy these days are actually really, really, really good. Um, mo most cameras are, are really good. 
Uh, so I don't have any specific recommendations to that. Fantastic. Um, um, do yourself a favor and get a, uh, a fast 35 millimeter or 50 millimeter prime lens. Okay. One of the best single gear oriented uh, uh, things that I could recommend. Those will do much better in low light situations. Um, don't post photos where um, somebody's picking their nose. <laughs> Even if you think that the photo otherwise is the greatest photo in the world, the person picking their nose that's in that photo is never going to be comfortable seeing right. you at a show again. Right, right. Um, uh, wear a shirt that's long enough to cover your butt crack. <laughs> um, um, uh, bathe. Um, uh, you all know right. what I mean? You're, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, all of these little things <laughs> have nothing necessarily to do with photography, but can really, really make a big difference as far as, um, basically it comes down to this. Do not be the person that shows up at, at a show and the members of the band are going, oh, oh, them again. Oh. Don't, don't be that person. Gotcha. Think about ways of avoiding being that person 